0: Will he tip the card?
1: I know I've said it before, but given the, the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card in? I'll tip the card this weekend.
0: Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. Ah yes, he is here to tip us the card. Or oh, just one winner would do, maybe two, yeah. three. That'd be nice. You but could, wouldn't it? the shark is in the house. How are you, Shark Nate? Are you? I'm well. You look like you're carrying a few war
1: wounds. What's I'm going very, on? Uh, you know those beach trolleys that sort of you see most suburban dads dragging after a day at the beach. Very dangerous. I discovered yesterday. Very, very dangerous. What did you do? I had a bit of a tumble. Tripped over. Dragging a beach trolley, tangled up with thongs and everything else. So, yeah, sporting a couple of little uh, bumps and grazes, you could say.
0: That sounds like it was a large day that led to a trip.
1: Well, not particularly. You know the Archie's thongs? Are you an Archie's thongs, man? You shouldn't shouldn't be on a uh, man of your age. Heavy be no, you shouldn't be wearing heavy and <laughs> anymore. The Archies <laughs> are the all time thong. All time thong. But they get, after a few years, they get very um, flexy. And the tip of it has been catching. Oh, no. And it caught. And. Down, uh, down well, Uncle Shark. Hopefully,
0: hopefully you're feeling better because you are looking a bit worse for Mum, wear. I'm all right, yeah, yeah. Just so, uh, superficial a few winners, aesthetic damage only. A few winners will help you feel better heading into the Australia stakes meeting yes. tomorrow. Before we get there, though, mm. I want to have a chat about a couple of the performances yesterday. We spoke to you on Wednesday about the the previews, the instructor, and also. Um, the Sonic Boom, very nice yeah. performances yesterday. If you missed them, just have a little listen to this.
2: The instructor's going great guns. He's over two in front. Cornish getting out late. The instructor in front of Scorsese. The instructor is holding them safely at bay, and it's two out of two. The instructor goes on to beat the fast finishing Cornish. 30. And Zuzuko's starting to storm. The Sonic Boom. The Sonic Boom went boom. The Sonic Boom from second last, a big win, has raced home to win.
0: It was a huge finish, and mm. I know when we spoke to Sam Freeban earlier in the week, he was tipping uh, Elder, Elderberry um, yes. because he thought it was the quicker over the 1,000 and it was going to be too short for the Sonic Boom, but um, it's raced its way into Blue Diamond contention. They always get a winner in these early two-year-old races, Team Freeban, and the instructor's just professional, on speed, mm. bomb-proof
1: instructor reminds me a bit of I'm Immortal from a few years ago. You know, he's winning these heats and the lead-ups, but can he extend that dominance uh, up on speed out to the 1,200 metres come the grand final of the Blue Diamond? So that's going to be the question for that horse. Uh, Scorsese was really good late, I thought, in that race. I like the run of Altruist as well Mm -hmm. from from the Colts. Um, The Sonic Boom we spoke about on Wednesday off its jump out of there was a lot to like about the jump out. I know Altruist has, uh, well, the stable have a good opinion of it anyway, and it it had run up second to Sonic Boom in that jump out. I think both horses have run well to sort of confirm that jump out form. Uh, yeah, loved her strength late in that race. I thought it was something... Uh, Something really positive to take from that race was how, how good she was to the line. it, What was a pretty open fillies race, wasn't it?
0: Would she be the one out of the two yesterday if you were going to look towards a diamond that you'd be like, mm. I, I think she might be the best chance out of the previews?
1: Well, I'm not writing off the instructor. You well, he's probably on a second favourite. You can't put a line through the instructor. He's done nothing wrong. He's two for two. You can't say he's not going to run any distance until he runs a distance. So if he goes and wins the prelude over 1,100 in the similar fashion. Well, geez, he's got to be a, a serious contender, doesn't he, for a blue diamond. I think he's still probably the one to beat.
0: Yeah. It's hard to lead and win a diamond, isn't it?
1: It is very hard to do that. But, you yeah, know, as uh, Peter Moody says, let fast horses be fast. That's what they're doing with the instructor. And he's got a bit of class too. Uh, I yep. think he's a bit more than just a he jumping a 2 two-year-old.
0: Who was the most impressive winner yesterday? Was it Jack and o? Or we'll Star Patrol?
1: I was was in for a fight, wasn't he? When that gap came, oh, I thought at the 300, he's in trouble. Mm. Like, he was in behind horses. He had to really... Uh, Damien Lane had to really get into him to get him going. Switched back inside, responded, and was putting his head down late. Bankmore was fantastic. Really as a good. ruthless dame. Quite, she uh, was enormous. Yeah, she was very, very good. Climbing star just got too far back, I think. Uh, her late work was okay on the clock. Star Patrol, visually, I think, for me, was, was the one, though. I know it was a, a lesser race... And like it was a genuine listed race. It wasn't anything better than that. But the way he quickened and just joined in immediately when Ben Mellum asked him, I think it was a, a a real highlight on the day. Star Patrol returning to form. $9 now for an Oakley Plate, Star Patrol. Short enough, I reckon, for an Oakley Plate. But yeah, he's, he's definitely in the game, isn't he? And a little bit of class winning the last. It was probably yeah, Punter's Day,
0: Gentleman Roy, who who fought really well. I thought at the 100 he was going to get run over, but he he kicked. So a good day's racing yesterday. Very
1: good day's racing, yes.
0: And now we turn our attention to the Valley tomorrow. We've got a few short, small races, um, which I suppose when you get enough racing, you're going to get that type of um, feel uh, at Moonee Valley. And there's a few that... Well, there's one in particular that I don't think is still officially not scratched, which... Is frustrating for punters because it ran yesterday. So, yeah, what's that? Um, the Patty Payne favourite in race number two mm. or three, yeah, Qu- Lady Adelaide, which is not running. Patrick Payne said it's going to be scratched yet. It's still in the market, $3.90. Like, wh- why not just yeah, have it's not it ideal, is taken it? out? So, yeah, you can't, idea. no one wants to have a bet into that market when you've got a $3.90 no. favourite that's not going to run.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Overall, what do you make of the meeting?
1: Uh, yeah, I reckon there are a few really nice races. There are a couple as well that I think are, are quite weak, just their average, their midweek fields really. But, you know, you'd probably expect that for benchmark 70s on a Saturday. Uh, that's, that's the hand we dealt, isn't
0: it? Well, uh, it's going to be really hot tomorrow. Uh, let's have scorching. a
1: scorching. Are we racing early? Well, there's been
0: no word of that. Marty Signon might be not? able to... It's going to be
1: a million degrees. Uh,
0: what is the top temperature tomorrow? Is it 38? 402, I think. I'll find out from Marty Signon. He's the track manager out there at Mooney Valley. How are you, Marty? Good,
3: Michael. How are you?
0: Very well indeed. What is the latest forecast for tomorrow? Uh, it's been uh,
3: re-forecast at 35 degrees now, so it's actually dropped okay. back a bit. It was going to be 37, but they've dropped it back to 35
0: so was there or has there been discussions about maybe trying to run the meeting a bit earlier or is everyone comfortable that we can run at normal time?
3: Yeah, the club did contact RVL on Monday, so we have been onto it early in the week and the decision was made Wednesday afternoon after the discussion with Bomb that um, with the temperature only been around about 35 degrees but the winds were going to drop off in the afternoon so they decided to just keep it at the normal racing time. We were looking at going early but... It's actually going to be around about 40k winds in the morning, so it's probably better to be racing in the afternoon than in the morning.
1: What's the threshold, Marty, for, for making that choice to go early? Is there a, a, a point, I guess, a temperature point where it comes into play?
3: Yeah, I think it is 37 off the top of my head. Um, there is a policy in place in that that has all the wet bulb and all the humidity, all the, all those sort of things in it, so that's what they work off and they just discuss it with the and uh, come to a decision from that, but... Like I said, they make the right decision 90% of the time. So with that, I think they've made the right decision for this Saturday.
1: So we're going to have, I would have thought, uh, good ground and probably quick ground. Uh, Rail in the true position. How are we seeing the track playing tomorrow?
3: Yeah, I'm putting on 10 mil of irrigation as we speak. um, And I'll probably water again tonight. Uh, We'll try and have that track around that soft flight for good flight, probably more in the soft flight in the morning and then with the winds, it will improve, but I, yeah, I want to be on a good pour for at least most of the card tomorrow, so we're going to put a fair bit of producing it today and tonight to make sure we get that.
0: I know you've been watching a few of the horses working out there. Have you got something for us tomorrow, Marty?
3: Well, I had a terrible day last week. I, I think that horse is still coming, the one I tipped last week, so I'm sorry to all the punters out there, but um, yeah, we had some gallops here on Monday, and um, Mitch Freeman had one go around with Attrition, which is racing on Sunday at Geelong. Kiwana Falls, I think it is, in race eight. So that's my tip for this week. Those two both were probably the best work for the morning.
0: So what was that second one?
3: Uh, Attrition was the horse that I worked with, and it's running at Geelong. But Kiwana Falls, race eight, number 11, Mitch Freeman's.
0: Race eight, number 11, Kiwana Falls, $7.50. and fifty cents. And we'll uh, After it wins, we'll have a look at Attrition tomorrow. Good on you, Marty.
3: No worries.
0: Thanks, guys. Good luck tomorrow. It's interesting, isn't it, about what the threshold is Mm. for where um, a meeting needs to be brought forward because we spoke to a lot of people about bringing that Flemington meeting forward and they were like, it helped the horses perform better. There were a couple that didn't perform well, didn't handle the heat, but when it's earlier in the day, so it's just another factor for punters to have to take into account because there's going to be horses 35 degrees tomorrow that won't be able to handle the heat and maybe run below expectation. No,
1: absolutely, yeah, and that's why uh, I guess listening to the people that do the mounting yard and correct and watching racing.com and you know having a look at those horses parade, uh, that's that's a big that's a big key. You know they don't need 35 degrees to melt. You and I had a runner yesterday that melted yep. in a 25 or 22 degree day. Yeah, uh, just didn't cop the the heat or the occasion and and sweated up really badly and it affected the performance. So yeah, it can do that.
0: All right, let's get stuck into the preview for Murray Valley tomorrow. We kick it off with the Musk Creek Farm handicap. Uh, this is over 2,500 meters. Interesting to have a chat to Mike Moroney, and he's yeah. he's leaning towards Sound. Said that the piece of work Sound did on Tuesday is the best he's ever done in his career, and Sound's a six-dollar fifty chance, and the stablemate Swords Drawn has been well supported. It's a $2.80 chance. Now, Swords Drawn meets Sound 4.5 kilos better. They're both claiming three. Uh, Princess Ranees, who ran really well, winning at Flemington last start with the blinkers on, $3.80. The stablemate mate, Marie $5.50. Uh, Noir is at $6, and then you're at the Sound, and then double-figure odds the remainder. It's, it's one of these staying races, smallish field, that I just see could be tricky.
1: I was really keen on Swords Drawn until I heard... Mike Moroni. and yeah, the 2,500 metres is probably as far as he wants, and that was my one query with the horse, but look, without hearing Mike, he's just ready to win this horse. It runs in the Heffernan, uh, that 84 behind Pounding, and then last time behind Spirit Ridge. They've all been excellent. To me, last time, it looks like a horse that wants a mile and a half. Uh Interesting that, that Mike thinks it's as, absolutely as far as he wants, though. And, and I guess after 40 starts as a seven-year-old, there's a body of work there to say that you know, he's probably right. I just uh, can't ignore that last run. I, I thought it was a, a really good pointer to a, a next start win over this sort of distance. I'm happy to play, and so be it if he gets done. Sound is the danger, I think. Really disappointing that Extra Elusive hasn't, shown his best form here I thought both the runs at Sandown and also Warnable were just plain I know he had 63 kegs on his back at Warnable, but the winner had 61 and a half and the runner up at 60 so it was a compressed sort of handicap there just would have liked to have seen more from that horse uh, before stepping up to this distance range he is effective over this sort of trip so there may be improvement there on ability he's definitely got the ability to win but just can't do it on form Princess Rani's, etc. they're going okay, but in benchmark 70 level, I just keep coming back to Swords Drawn. I'm going to have to have a bet in the first, and I'm going to have to have it on Swords Drawn. Are you yeah, happy to take the 280? Uh, I'd love to see three, but I don't know if we're going to get it. Maybe after Mike half put the slows on him, we might get that $3, but...
0: Does he go and sit up outside the leader? It doesn't look like there's going to be much speed.
1: No, I think he has to. And and that's probably the other factor that I'm working on here. Yes, he may not be super ultra strong at 2,500 metres. I don't think they're going to go hard here. Mm. He's going to get his chance.
0: All right. So, swords drawn in the first at the valley. $2.80 is the way Sharknado is seeing it. Race number two is the McMahons Dairy. This is a benchmark 70 over 2,040 metres. It's a big field here. Mm. You've got a runner. Oh well, what does it, that mean? Uh-huh. He, well, he's drawn uh-huh. Confrontation, drawn 17, the unluckiest horse racing at the moment. But anyway, uh, Fighting Arrow at four dollars and eighty cents comes through that same race. Didn't have much luck as well at Flemington. Matron Bullwinkle five fifty, Liberated Girls probably not going to get a run. Six fifty, Mark Holt seven dollars, Black Queen nine dollars, and uh, Confrontational a ten dollar chance. This is again one of these races where I don't think there's much between it. A lot of these runners and. I think a bit like that race at Flemington, luck and running may well tell the tale.
1: What do they call it? A turnover race, isn't it? Is that what this is?
0: I've never heard that term. What's that
1: mean? You know, it's just something to bet on. There's no horses here really going anywhere. That's a little disrespectful. It's a benchmark 70. Hang on. That's disrespectful to all these horses. I bet Chris Calthorpe
0: is feeling disrespected by you now, Sharky, as well, because he's got the favourite fighting arrow who's actually going quite well. How are you, Chris? Good, thanks, Michael. How are you? Very well. Can you give Sharky a little sharp jab? What
2: oh, did he say? I didn't hear it, sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> he said, This is a waste of time, this race. Oh. They're all no hope <laughs> horses. Why do we have it on a Saturday?
1: Chris, I wasn't that cheeky. <laughs> well, if, they get, if we win an ATNS check for $71,000, i will
2: give him $5. In time <laughs> <Yeah. for life. laughs>
1: it is going well, though, Fighting Arrow, isn't it? It's a horse that has shown, you know. Ability to sort of go beyond this grade in the past, uh, just a little bit too far back last time. Was that was that the issue?
2: Uh yeah, a little bit too far. But that's his racing pattern. We've tried to, you know, put him somewhere where he hasn't been comfortable in the in the past, and he hasn't finished off as well. So his pattern is, um, you know, he doesn't seem to muster after the first fifty or hundred meters. So it's mm. going to be up to Blake to from the gate to uh, hopefully get him into a. A nice spot, and hopefully you can start working working off the fence, say from the thousand or something like that. So you know, he rode him at Flemington. He didn't have much luck there, and hopefully with that ride under his belt, both uh, the horse Blake, and Blake uh, can go one or two better.
0: So you look at that gate on uh, on paper and go, gee, that's that's a nice draw, but it actually could be a really tricky draw.
2: Yeah, it could be. He's a wind up horse too, so he's not uh, you know he's sort of sitting behind you know, the leader or three pegs back on the fence and the gap comes and he's going to take the, you know, with a show or turn of foot. He's, You'd like to see him rolling into it. from say the 800, he's a, he's a clean winded horse. He's a good stayer. And, um, I think if he can get clear air, he'd be right in it. But if we have to start riding for luck and hoping the gaps open, we might find ourselves in a bit of trouble.
1: Well, luck's on your side, isn't it? The stable's absolutely flying. You've had four winners in the last 10 days. If, if ever there's a time to get good luck, it's probably now. Yeah, the
2: team is going really well. Um, it was just it was funny because just before Christmas they were they were running super and running second and third and all the luck we had was bad. But um you know, the thing's going good, we're turning that around and hopefully now we can uh some of these, you know, fifty eighth and sixty have been winning the bush, we can, you know, try and pick one in town and that might put the cherry on top, sort to of start the new year or the new calendar year anyway, with a bit of a bang and you know, everyone around the stable's got a bit of a pep in their set. We've got some nice horses there, so hopefully, uh we can keep the run keep, keep the run going tomorrow.
0: How many have you got now, Chris? Is this uh, becoming a, a, a lot bigger than what it has been in recent years?
2: Yeah, we've got... Uh, what have we got? We've got 24 in work at Geelong, which is full. And we've got about 10 or 12 in work up at the farm at Eurora. So, and, you know, we've always... Um, you know, we don't go to the sales and spend big, big money. You know, we go to the gold sales and the cheaper lots and... Um, you know, the the back end of Melbourne Premier and those type of sales, but we've always got, you know, people looking at buying small series and horses that you know, we've had a lot of luck with a lot of cheap horses, you know, fighting Aero One, Euro Danny's one, Meteor Awards one and um, you know, we don't spend a lot of money. So there's always people looking to jump into horses and at the moment things are going really well.
0: Have you still got time to be doing all of the uh the air freight work that you're doing as well?
2: Yeah, it took um, Dunkell Launceston on Wednesday morning, then I went back to Brisbane Wednesday night and brought down three for Steve O'Day, so I was pretty knackered on Thursday night when I got home, but mm-hmm. in between track work and races and flying, but look, you know, you only live once, don't you? So, I was all okay yeah. while the sun shined.
0: Uh And I take it they all travelled well?
2: Yeah, Duncan went down to Launceston, travelled super. I think he's about a dollar $1.10 that I. I think he'd be hard to beat, so hopefully Patrick can get a winner down there and um, Steve O'Day's horse has come down in a really nice order. common James, Calipini and um, Shooting for Goals. So there's three really nice horses that come down from his stable up there. And hopefully they're settling well to Flemington and he should have a nice order.
0: There's no doubt about that. Uh, it is a good meeting tonight down in Tassie, Sharky. Yeah. I'll get your thoughts on a couple of those races a little later. And uh, as Sharky alluded to, the stable's going well everywhere. And you've got a couple of good chances today as well at Kilmore. So is there any we should be backing today?
2: Uh, yeah, Nick Starr's a nice horse. We got her off uh, Kieran Rothwaite. He's a very big supporter of my stable and, you know, he's had a couple of runs for us. Um, he's drawn an ideal gate today. He probably took it at to Burham Beach. He's a little bit underground at Burham Beach. It was probably my fault, you know, we probably pressed the button a bit early, but he's riding right it up to eyeballs. And I think the untackable, I think he's a midweek city class horse, but, you know, drawn two, these are the type of races you should be going to win. And, Yet the other week at Geelong, he was eighty to one and draw fourteen. He flew home and knew he should have won it. But he's a bit of an enigma, that also. I think we're going there with two very live chances, and you never know. We might uh, hopefully keep the roll going.
0: There's three winners in two days. Show love you that sound of Love it?
2: that. Oh, I don't know. There's three winners in two days. We'll just have to have to... fighting Aaron Amara. Be nice. And, and you today would be good.
0: Good on you, Chris. Best of luck, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Uh, it's interesting that. He's a horse that does seem that little bit one-dimensional, and that could be tricky, that gate now tomorrow. Um, yeah, absolutely. As to where he's going to get, and is he going to be able to get the momentum to build?
1: Yeah, that's the problem. But look, a few of these horses have similar problems with pattern and uh, scope, I guess, to go out past this grade. So, yeah, it's a benchmark 70. They're all at, a, at the same stage, aren't they? I thought Acuse was the horse that... Uh, I'd probably have on top in this race. Not mad keen on betting in the race, but accused would probably be be the one. I just think he was a little bit close last time at Flemington. Lobbed up third in that field. I just think... uh, I just think he's probably better with a, a pair back. You know, that fourth... 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, that sort of settling position, I think that suits accused best. Is if he be lands in, his... in that sort of position from six, I think yep. John Allen will get a winner. Is there going to be much speed in this race? It's not a great deal. No. no. There's not a great deal of speed. Uh, first half of the field, I think, is where you want to be. Yep. Which doesn't all go well for our boy. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. So accused $10 uh, each way is the play race 2 at Mooney Valley. It's 24 past 9 o'clock. It's Friday form focus. We'll take a break. Come back with more of the valley after this.
3: Inside the weekend's biggest races,
4: RSN 927's racing polls
0: and Friday form focus. Welcome back to Friday form focus with the Shark. We are looking at the Moonee Valley program. Uh, SMS is coming through. Don't mm-hmm. forget, uh, get involved. Zero four one yes. two ninety fifty. Hang on, see what is <laughs> what is that SMS?
1: 04290. Oh, Sounds like you're running a car. four one uh, two
0: ninety fifty fifty two um, hello, it. boys. Leroy from Perth here. A uh, small hiatus from Perth so own, but yes. I'm back and I've found a three-leg multi for everyone to retire on. Oh. Uh, Ascot tomorrow. Ascot race six, number three, memorable miss. Race seven, number four, nobility. And race eight, number four, angelic miss. Looking at around about 250 to one. Righto. Uh, I'm taking that, Leroy.
1: Leroy. I'm taking that bet. All right. So that is... I'm on.
0: Ascot six, three... Seven
1: four eight four eight four. Good luck, punters. I like where his head's at with that.
0: High Sharking Felgate, I've got yes. two for you. I'm keen on one tonight at Launceston. Race 6, number 10, Wolf Rain. Okay. And tomorrow at Rose Hill, race 8, uh, Maria Mia. Cheers, Bazza in Collingwood. So, Baz race man. 6, number 10, Wolf Rain. I haven't got the market up for
1: um, tonight's Launceston meeting. I've got some Tassie form, actually. Uncle Kev sent a couple through. He's sponsoring a race down there as he does every week. He's got the Launceston Guineas sponsorship actually. Well, it, it's a cracking meeting tonight, and obviously we're going to get to see Dunkel
0: in action. Um, Small field for that uh, Guineas, but it's a very, very good field. Dollar thirty-five, um, and Soul Choice, who he ran down to win at Flemington last start, is, is mm. also in the race at three dollars and eighty cents.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I think Dunkell's the one there,
0: isn't it? Well. It, it, Picks himself, doesn't he?
1: Uh, the uncle likes race eight in the beat the shark class one. So what they do, <laughs> what they do is they get a punter at random, and they go head to head with with the uncle. Really? So he was telling me a story last time that he was down there doing this. He picked a hundred to one outsider in the race, and the bloke picked the two dollar twenty favourite. The favourite missed the start by ten lengths. Oh no! And ran last. So he was trying to so he, he, was, he trying was trying to help to the punter give out. The bloke Two hundred and fifty oh, no. cash, <laughs> and the favourite's done the wrong thing by him. Anyway, he's with number six in race eight, Zulu Angel. It's the four dollar favourite.
0: Uh, just that other tip too, Wolf Rain, race six, number 10's at four dollars eighty. And the other feature tonight is the Ladbrokes um, stakes. Wait for ages, it's a really nice race. Uh, Bellow Bow's the two hundred and sixty favourite. Rebel Factor's a good horse in Tassie at three hundred and forty. Yeah. Turk Warrior, who we know at four hundred and twenty, so they dominate the market there. It's a, a nice race, which will be leading into. Um, the new market and other features in Tassie. Race nine, number three is the other one. Eight, Race six, nine, three. Nine, from Uncle number three, Chinchero, first up, mm-hmm. $3 favourite. It's got a picket fence as well. Uh, while we're speaking, actually, Sharky, talking of yes. good horses, there is a, a mouthwatering set of trials mm. in Sydney at Rose is Hill. Uh, Animo was in the first trial, Revolutionary Miss, uh, Montefilia, Solcum as well, a few stayers yep. resuming, and wow. Have a listen to The Big O, who looked absolutely outstanding.
3: North Star Lass in front, but Animo moves up menacingly on the outside. North Star Lass under pressure, and Animo now takes the lead with Revolutionary Miss given a good hit out on the outside. Finding a bit under pressure, North Star Lass from Animo. North Star Lass gets a neck up on Animo, who's not really being tested, but North Star Lass really pushed out. Animo is going to make another lunge, but just fell short, and North Star Lass responded to pressure to beat the good horse. North Star Lass by a head on the line to Animo, and Revolutionary Miss was pushed on in...
0: The good horse, uh, mm-hmm. Animo, he didn't breathe on it, J-Mac. He, nah. he looks ready to pounce first up again.
1: He does, yeah. It was a really nice trial. Uh, for those interested in the stayers at the back, Montefilio, Knights Order, Solcombe, Shorefire, they're all beaten sort of around nine lengths, but none of them were asked for an effort, really. They just cruised around. Uh, heat 2 was another really good heat. Cross uh gay sort of good 1,400, 1,600-metre horse, uh, went around in an Epsom. Hard in the market. It won that heat. She's a Belter was a really nice trial. She ran second. Uh, Fangirl was also very good in that heat. El Bodegon went around for practice, beaten about three lengths, finished eighth in the heat, but just cruised around. Uh, And then Heat 3 was another one with some good stakes class horses. Sebenac won that. Uh, Remark, probably the eye catcher for me out of that trial, running second. Very, very nice work from Remark.
0: Yeah, you want to be having a look at those trials on the Racing New South Wales website. Uh, plenty of winners to come out of those. Mm. Let's try and find the winner of race three at Mooney Valley tomorrow. And this is this market which means nothing uh, because Lady Adelaide is still in after running yesterday. Uh, it will be scratched. Dane on tour is the second favourite. It'll be favourite. Electric Bell, Ballynora as well. But we can't really give you a price guide, unfortunately, at this point in time. This is, a, again, a, a smallish field. Could this be a trick race here, Sharky? Really like?
1: tricky race. Uh, Alex Ray's got an electric bell going really nicely, but she gets back and runs on. Don't know if that's where you want to be tomorrow. Probably the best leader in the race, best on speed horse, is Tubby Two Tracks, coming over from Adelaide with Chris Beague, uh Ellis Wong, Having a, having a go at Mooney Valley, so that's a little point of interest. It was good to... Uh, and Lucy last week, Apprentice coming down and having a go. Absolutely. Getting the job done, so maybe Ellis uh, can get the chocolates... i flying in South Australia. On tubby two, two Tracks. Yeah, going really well, the horse, and leading around the valley from barrier one, I think that's a pretty good default position in this race. I'm with Tubby Two Tracks. Bally Nora is a danger... Strawberry Moon's going really well uh, in lesser grade. Winning 58's for fun. Daniel Bowman ups it in class, but, you know, winning form's good form, isn't it? I wonder where the name comes from, Tubby Two Tracks. I don't know. It is an odd name, isn't it?
0: Odd name, indeed. Uh, hopefully they can get a win at Moody Valley. <laughs> Tubby Two Tracks uh, is Shark's selection in race number three. Race number four... Uh, this is over the 1,000 metres. And, again, we've been given a really small field here. Spacewalk goes to Sydney for one yesterday. Uh, Bistro was really good. Too speedy last start, $2.50. Uh, command Approved is an interesting runner from the uh, Matty Smith stable. and We know when he brings them down from New South Wales, they run very well uh, at $3. Uh, Fizin at $5.50. And, and Capital Theatre made good grand last start after... Copying a bit of interference on the home turn, it stays at the 1,000 metres as well. Is this is this a jump, run, control, win, Bistro, or is there mm. a bit more to this?
1: Well, Commander Proved is pretty slick as well. And she's been winning really, or he has been winning really, really well in Sydney for Matt Smith. The Wyong win was just, you know, he was well and truly above a Class 1 sort of grade race and, and showed it. Then he went to Warwick Farm, just got the wanders up, just wanted to sort of drift left a little bit in the straight. So maybe turning left-handed will help him. Super hard to beat. Bistro was great first up, beating Capital Theatre and Fission, so he's got effectively half this field covered, doesn't it, uh, on that win. Clarity's a horse that I've got a lot of time for, but I don't think this is her race. But I'm keen to see what Pat Carey wants to do with her this time around. Uh, I thought going to 1400 metres would really be up her street at the end of last prep and maybe she was just being, uh, she'd just come to the end of the preparation but she's a really nice filly clarity uh, I think she can get black type this time around Okay, So if you're going to have a bet in this race, Bistro 250 Command can can approved $3 We're in a five horse field now and again uh, it's, sort of, it's the story of the day a little bit the two leaders look the standout, but do they cut at each other and does something get over the top or uh, do they control the tempo? I'm I'm leaning to Commander Approved because it has shown in the past that it can take a little sit and finish off, whereas Bistro, to me, looks like a one-dimensional jump run lead. Mm. You know, if Commander Approved sits <laughs> out, she's going to have to work if she wants to cross Commander Approved in one because it is a good gate horse. And that might just tell a little tale, that last 75 minutes of the race. There's
0: yeah. going to be a few races tomorrow where the leaders look like they could dominate. the yeah. The Valley has been racing really well. It has well. been
1: racing really well, yeah.
0: Um, rail's true tomorrow. We get a really hot day. There's obviously, when we spoke to Marty and a lot of juice which is going to go into it, but it's going to dry out throughout the day. So do you think it will be... Um, rails lead where you kind of want to be?
1: Yeah, first half of the field, I think, is where you'd like to be tomorrow. I'm not saying they're not going to be able to make ground, but I just think you want to be in that first half of the field.
0: That's race number four. Um, we'll have a look at race five before we take a break, then come back with the quaddy legs. This is over a 1,000, benchmark 70. No scratchings here. Jean Valjean is the $2.80 favourite. Uh, we spoke to Nikki O'Shea, the new um, co-trainer mm-hmm. with Will Clark, and gave this a good push, and Jamie Carr's in the saddle, so you can see why it's been supported. Opened up 4.40, into 2.80. Uh, Mama Reagan's at 4.80. Tycoon Hummer first ups at $6.50. Stay in touch at $9.50, and then you're out to double-figure odds. The remainder um, looks a nice race for the favourite, but is 2.80 getting in a bit tight?
1: Maybe. What did Nicky have to say about the tongue tie?
0: Um, was the
1: excuse last time? You got the tongue over the bit?
0: I don't know if I asked, to be honest. I can't remember.
1: Mm, I reckon Jean Valjean ran like a horse that might have just choked down a little bit last time. It was small field, sat back off them, joined in like it was going to go straight past them. And just that last hundred, it kind of stopped a little bit. So I think we can read into the fact that there's a gear change of a tongue tie going on that it might have choked down uh, at its last start. Before that, the Morfordville win was very good from back in the field. That's the only concern here, that Jean Valjean gets too far back. I've sort of got him just off midfield. I think there's enough speed in the race to uh, enable Jamie Carr to get rolling and get into the race from the 300, start to make ground as I turn uh, and win. Marma Reagan is the big query, isn't it? Mm. On ability, it beats these every day of the week, but... Hasn't won in a long time. Has largely been disappointing. They've tried a lot of things with the gelding it, everything else. Like you're talking about a horse that ran third in a golden slipper. You forget that, don't you? It's a bit... And third in a size produce. It's a bit weird that we're going around in a benchmark race with one win next to your name after that sort of form, isn't it? Seventh in a Coolmore? Like the horse has serious ability. If anyone's going to convince him to, to turn that form around, it's Nick Ryan. We know how good he is with a tried horse. But he didn't sound what have you made of the overly jump confident earlier in the week, did he?
0: No. What have you made of the jump outs?
1: Solid. Yeah. There's enough there. Hard race to, to bet in with mega, mega confidence based on the fact that Mama Reagan's in it. I mean, those... Two-year-old races were a long time ago. They were a long. He's five-year-old now. It's a long time ago. But I mean, last year he it's wasn't. Like comparing <laughs> your football ability, you know, that's a long time. We're <laughs> it, talking about twenty it, odd years. It is now, a long 25 time. Twenty-five potentially. Uh,
0: but those who watch never forget. Uh, we're last, still year, about it. I Roddick, last year, that's just how she wrote it. Last year, he did finish pretty close behind Dragonstone and Prime Candidate, and that's good yeah, form. Yeah, that, that's solid form. Dragonstone was probably a bit placing. stiff yesterday Mm -hmm. Um, so um, it'll be interesting to hear uh, Nick Ryan in the morning with Warren I'm sure he'll be on to see what kind of push he does give and if the money does come because he's been easy in the market
1: he has been Uh, the assaulter from Malta is launching I know that really yeah he is super confident super confident he's having a really good bet not as confident I've got it I've got Jean Valjean on top again hoping for three dollars that could entice me to have a play uh, but they're the two, I think, in this race. All
0: right. Uh, a few SMSs. Morning, boys. Hosky here. Hosky. Uh, hey, Sharknado. How good was my boy Jackano yesterday? Wow. He, is he a genuine Group 1 horse this prep?
1: Well, he's won a Group 1. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think he is. Hey, I've got an omen bet too for Sharky in New Zealand. Oh, I like that. Trentham race 9, number 6. Uh huh. Go well, boys. Trentham
1: race 9, number 6, Sharky. Trentham race 9, number 6.
0: Right. Ladies' man. Oh, well, of course. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, glory days uh, in the past. um, Glory days? uh, Still turning heads, don't worry about that. Oh, please. Um, I'm just looking to see if there's a few others here. Um, There's one here. Hey, Michael, where do you get your favourite hamburger? (laughs) That's from James.
1: Where do you get your favourite hamburger? Well,
0: I think James might have heard the other Felgate on another radio station reviewing hamburgers this morning. Where did she go? Uh, someplace in Geelong. It's uh, elite, apparently.
1: Andrews is always very good. Andrews, uh, Andrews is a staple. Um, there's no doubt about that. Famished Wolf is good around these Bayside parts. Mm. Famished Wolf's very good.
0: Okay. Mm. I've got a Made Your Owns a grilled. Grilled. Uh, they're always pretty good if you give them to you for nothing. I
1: feel like Grilled sort of chimed in. They had that gourmet burger market early days, and then I think a few people said, oh, let's just dial this up a little yeah. bit. If you like brisket, there's a really good place in Glen Huntley Road <laughs> called Big Boy Barbecue. And on Fridays, they do a brisket showcase, and there's about five different brisket burgers. You just need to go and get one. Oh, you sold me? So good.
0: I just love how you can just roll off the cuff about six different venues. I'm a
1: fat man trapped in a <laughs> slimish man's body.
0: Oh, theory, mate. Hey, we'll take a quick break. 17
1: minutes to 9
0: o'clock. We're back with the Quaddy. Keep those SMSs coming at the Valley. Inside the weekend's biggest races RSN 927's Racing polls and Friday Form Focus. Great to have your company once again for Friday Form Focus here with Mick Sharkey. And we are up to the first leg of the Quaddy at the Valley tomorrow. And uh, it could be a little tricky Quaddy tomorrow, even though there's a few firm favourites. The first is race number six. This is over 1,200 metres. One scratching, Wonder Woman at this stage, because it's drawn a poor barrier they're saving for another day. Uh, Luna Cat is $3.20, uh, Kirusha at three sixty. Little Miss QB is at $5, uh, Danny St. Darcy's at $7, and Lady Hampton at $12, and a very good friend, um, Nigel Carmody, has given us an omen bet as well. He has. Tomorrow. What's uh, that called? In New Zealand, in the Wellington Cup, Novak.
1: He followed up with another one too.
0: Which one was that one?
1: Yeah, also in New Zealand, so... Nigel cool. clearly is, uh, does a is lot of, casting the net far and wide here. Does a lot of New Zealand form, Nigel. Race four, number four, text regrets. Suggested that might be an omen bet. For you or for him? I don't know. Wow. I, I looked at Bear Grills in the same race, being an outdoorsman. And I thought that's probably more up my street. Although <laughs> I've never um, consumed things that Bear has consumed. Well, while out on the boat, always actually, take water. Always take water with you. It's actually stay hydrated, people. It's actually, it's actually a good
0: race day tomorrow, isn't it? So, it is a
1: Group One race tomorrow. Um, the uh, the Thorndon Mile. The Thorndon Mile and the we see La Creek.
0: Yeah, and she is a very good man. She was touch disappointing. Everyone thought she was unbeatable. Melbourne Cup Week. Um, first up in the Mile, uh, two dollars yeah. twenty-five and. We also get to see Sharp and Smart as well, first up. Oh, dear. $4.40. And Nigel really needs to stop now.
1: He just text me another one. <laughs> it's a day of omen bets tomorrow. Well, so he's followed up, text regrets, race four, number four, with race six, number 13, Nicholas. As in not spelled. As in not someone's
0: name. Yes. Nicholas. Okay. All right. We need to stop. Uh, okay. We need to stop right there. We uh, know the
1: wormholes I can go down with sharp, some of this stuff. So sharp and smart stop. is certainly
0: not an man's uh, tip in for you in the Thornton Mile. Uh, sleazy
1: Omen bets. Would you, would you be Nigel with? Carmody. Would
0: you be with La Creek or Sharp and Smart first up over the mile oh, tomorrow La Creek, in New Zealand? Every
1: day of the week.
0: Take the two twenty-five. Lark
1: Creek. Yeah, I think that's a fair bet. All right, let's get back to the
0: valley. Uh, First leg of the Quaddy. It looks tricky for mine. Um, Do we need a few to remain alive? Oh, we
1: do. I I feel like we need at least four, possibly more than that. But I think four will get us through the first leg. Uh, Luna Cat was great first up, wasn't she? Over a 1,000 metres at Sandown, closed off really, really well. Has won and by a margin at this track and distance in the past. Just look back at the form, you know, around pinstriped. You know, it's pretty good for a race like this. I think she's better at 1400. I think she will be this preparation anyway. Uh, but she is the way that I'm going in this race. Luna Cat, keep it simple.
0: Um, yeah. she's what three dollars twenty. So she's been hmm. three sixty
1: into three twenty drawn to get a good run. Is, is it a bet as well? I think she is a bet. You know, I think she is a bet. Quar, quar, Quarashia? Quar, quarisha? I don't up, know how we say leave it. Leave that up to you. But it's going really, really well. Mara and Eustace's team on fire. Smacked the line last time. Probably see her settling in a similar position from the gate. I think she has to get back, which is a shame because she does have the ability to, to sit in the first half of the field. Um... Lunar Cap from three, I reckon they'll hold a spot midfield from I thought, three. I, thought Danny, I don't think they'll waste the gate. And
0: I think from a good draw, Danny St Darcy
1: was really good last start, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, Danny St Darcy was very good last time. All right, give us your numbers in the first league of the quaddy. First league of the quaddy, two, four, six, and
0: ten. Two, four, six, and ten. So, um, Kuwasha, the four, which is Defiant Diva at a big price, $17 first yeah. up.
1: Too big, too big a price for her ability.
0: The 6, which is Luna Cat and the 10, Little Miss Kubi. Mm-hmm. Um, first leg of the Quaddy for the Shark, Two, four, six, and 10. Uh, race number 7 is the feature. It's the Group 2 $350,000 um, MA, MA Services Group Australia Stakes. So it's a smallish field, which could be dominated again on speed because we've got uh, Bo Rosser, who comes out, and then we've got a few stayers resuming mm-hmm. um, or building into their campaigns, yeah. Western Empire, Superstorm, Ironclad, and a horse like Calypso Rain, who likes to get back, mm-hmm. and Churath, who's first up, which leaves two on-speed gallopers. Yes. Jigsaw and Snapper. $2.80 Jigsaw, Snapper, three ninety. dollars 90 has being supported into $4.80 as well. Give us your map, first of all, Sharky. Okay.
1: I reckon Jai McNeil will lead on snapper. I think the horse is so brilliant early. I reckon they try and cross um, Jigsaw. And I think if they can cross and find that rail, I think they'll win. Jigsaw's going really, really well. Track record time, last start, 1,100 metres, winning the Christmas stakes. Great win at Caulfield before that. um, Go back to the first up run at Cranbourne leading all the way and just putting a gap on them. The horse is flying, but so snapper. And you look at that track and distance, yeah, he's gone down the straight a few times of late. He's four from seven mm. at the Valley and ran a really nice race. I think he ran about sort of 10th, but in you know, a William Reed, led, went at a good clip, group one standard, He got beaten 2.8 lengths, 2.7 lengths, something like that. So he's a really, really good Valley horse, and that's why I'm going his way. I think they're the two. Is it a two-horse race? Horse race? I, th- I think it is. Unless they cook each other in front. Well, is that, I can't see that happening.
0: Would, would, would Daniel Moore really want to... Like, uh, We spoke to Cindy Olsen this morning. She said, I, I want to have the fence. I want to hold the fence. So would you try to kick up and take on Snapper? Or would you just ease and try and sit on his bum or,
1: well, or on they the They can outside? hold the fence. But Snapper might have the fence in front of them. Yeah. It just depends on what time new wants to do and how well Snapper begins. If he pings them... I don't think he's going to be grabbing a hold of Snapper and saying, oh, we're just going to let let this other horse have the lead. I think they'll be kicking on. Is there a a run over the top danger? I think it's Calypso Rain. if there is one. Really good horse, fresh. um, 1,200 metres you'd think would be his... uh, He's definitely his go. It's as far as he wants. But he needs the, the speed horses to overdo it, I feel. What are you making of Western Empire? Mm, The first up run was just okay down the straight. was slow away. It was okay through the line, but want to see him again. And have you seen anything of Superstorm? Superstorm and Western Empire tried in the same jump out at Pakenham. I thought Western Empire was clearly the better performer in that jump out, but Superstorm might be a little bit behind that horse as far as the prep goes because uh, the other fellas had a run.
0: And Chirath did a nice piece of work. I think it was down at the Bull during the meeting the other day. Where does
1: Chirath fit into this race? Chirath sort of goes back and looks to find the line late. I don't think this is a race that Chirath can win necessarily.
0: So 390 v 280, you're pretty confident that Snapper should be the favourite?
1: I'm I'm looking at that 390 and the track record at the Valley and thinking Snapper's the way we should be going here. I'm going to have a bet and see how we go. Are you putting any more than the two favourites No, No, just those two. Five and six for the quad. This is your skinny leg. Five and six for the
0: quaddie uh, snapper. Sounds pretty confident. Mm.
1: I didn't get a snapper this season. Yeah. I didn't really try on them, to be fair. Um, I lost a really good fish in about 20 metres just off Silverleaves in Western Port, uh, which was heartbreaking. But I didn't really have a go on the snapper, so maybe this is my redemption.
0: Well, fingers crossed. Uh, sorry, Great White, I missed your selection in race six, Steve, from Mintbet. Um, what, what's here on top in race six? Lunar Cat. Lunar Cat. Uh, race nine, worst fall, possibly has to contend with a sticky race shape map issues, but shove overlooks an easy bet price wise. We'll come back and do um, the last couple of races after the nine o'clock news. Mm. There's a, a few other SMSs here. Uh, what are they doing with that Money Muncher Profondo? Uh, I haven't seen Profondo um, at the trials as yet this time in. Um, what is Calthorpe's horse at Kilmore today that he was tipping? Uh, Chris Calthorpe's got a couple of runners today yeah. at Kilmore. Uh, I'll have to find them for you. I'm just trying to see. Uh, yeah, race three, number ten, Nickstar. Race seven, number two, the Untackleable. So they are
1: Untackleable. Chris... Yeah, that's you, wasn't it?
0: Uh, <laughs> Um, So they are his two races there. Look, we've only got a minute to go until 9 o'clock, so I won't get into the preview for race number eight. We'll take a break. We'll come back and do the last two legs of the Quaddi at Valley. We'll also catch up with Paul Snowden. We'll look at the good races in Sydney, and I'll get Sharknado's thoughts around Australia. Keep the SMSs coming. More to come Friday for Focus after the 10 o'clock news. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with Sharknado. We are looking at all of the races at Moody Valley, we are still down to two races to go. Well, still two races to go for the Quaddy Leagues. And we'll have a chat to Paul Snowden. Re- the dollar forty favourite uh, running around tomorrow, King's yeah. Gambit, who is the ruling favourite also for the Blue Diamond and the Slipper. Uh, before we get there, though, Shark, and we need to find the winners of the last two races. And Gavin Betchgood might be a man that can help us out because he has the favourite in race number eight, which is Exeter, to be ridden by... Damien Oliver, it looks a tough, tough race. It is $5, the feel. Might be uh, Gavin Beggood will tell us uh, whether we should be taking the $5. Um, morning, Beggy, how
4: are you? Good, Michael, and yourself?
0: Very well, indeed, mate. You, um, Exeter's a lovely, honest horse, and it looks a good race tomorrow. I know he's got to carry 62 kilos, but down in class from a decent gait. What are your expectations?
4: Yeah, look, I feel like I'm defending the horse all the time because I think, barring one run at Sandown, all his runs for us have been um, really good, and uh, he's knocking on the door. He he comes back a lot in class. He's been obviously contesting stronger races, benchmark 84s to coming back to a 70, and although he does have the 62 kilos, you take out the bottom horse on the 54, it's a a five-kilo spread in the weight, so it's virtually like going around with... uh, 55 kilos off a 60 kilo top weight so he's a big strong horse he's 555 kilos this morning so i wouldn't have thought that weight's going to be a massive issue
1: getting tried horses back to form is one thing uh it's a big help when you can get a an all-time great on their backs how important's the booking of uh, damien oliver tomorrow
4: yeah look i don't think craig's done too much wrong on him it's just uh the owners are we're pretty keen to get him on and, and he was available, so you definitely don't lose anything uh, with Ollie on board.
0: Where's he going to be in the run? Where would you like him to lob?
4: Oh, I think you, you've got to jump and squeeze and, and try and be positive, but one thing I've probably learned about the horse is you've got to ride him where he's going to travel when he's too close to his top it dulls his finish and we've probably learned that through the jump outs when he's right up there on speed and, and high balling. he's he's always a bit plain late, so I imagine most of the speed's drawn wide here. He might be one out, one back, ideally. And and if he can get that run and uh, get a split on straightening, he's got a good, sharp turn of foot. It just doesn't last very long. So I think Mooney Valley really suits this horse, and that's why he's got such a good record here.
1: You've got runners at Cranbourne, Kilmore and Yarra Valley in the next couple of days. Is there anything at those meetings we should be backing?
4: Oh, a couple of munches there, but... um, (laughs) <laughs> Single he looks to have found his right race Um, I wouldn't want to be having my last dollar on him But he looks uh, pretty well placed there And Frankie Two Angels he, He'll he make his own luck up on speed He was good last start And he'll be sort of rock hard fit today Third up And probably the one I'm most looking forward to seeing run Is inordinate I thought he won well at Yarra Valley last start He, he steps up to 64 grade But I think he's well over the odds tonight And a great each way bet Uh,
0: What price is he tonight?
4: Inordinate.
0: Ten to one. That'll do. Uh, That'll nice do. Friday night. Little each way play, and then we can uh, cheer home Exeter tomorrow. Good luck, Gavin.
4: Thanks, guys.
0: Gavin Bidge, good with the favourite there. This looks a really oh, open tough. race. Jeez, uh,
1: who have you landed on here, Shark? Uh, right down the bottom, number 13, Sorrel Rising, I thought was a, a, a good chance in this race. Had jumped out really well before its first up runner at Geelong. Um, got into an awkward spot. Well back and inside horses. And Jet Stanley just couldn't get this horse into clear running. Kind of went to the line. Not, not exactly climbing over their backs. But with nowhere to go. I don't think the horse was fully tested in that race. Went around at 20 to 1. Which I thought was crazy given the strength of the jump out. Look at his form. Beat Rich Fortune, who I think could be stakes class, uh, and then ran really well behind Elkington Road at Flemington, who is a pretty talented horse, Elkington Road, and went around in a Corford Guineas and ran second in a Carbine Club. So the form is there. Good draw. Off off that good trial, you know, that Tatura since that first up run, I just thought there was enough there to have a little each-way bet on Sorrel Rising.
0: Yeah, well, uh, there's been a good push for Sorrel Rising because Mark Hunter made it his, his best value, the rammer, Ruffy, there this morning. Go. So you can still get $9 and $3 a place.
1: I think that's a, a, a nice each-way bet. I had to help myself to a little bit better than that in the last few days. I think it's been in from about 13s. Yeah, well, open 17. Yeah, I don't okay. know who got the 17s. Well, but I didn't get that, but, you know. Uh, I, I, I was happy with 13.
0: So 13, the each-way play at mm. $9. What others are we putting in the third league of the quarter?
1: Throwing a few in, 3, 4, 8, 11 and 13. Um, number three, Magnum which Bullet. is Magnum Bullet at $10. Exeter with
0: Ollie up. Exeter, the $5 favourite. The 8, which is... Big Apple.
1: Now, out of form a little bit. It's an $18 chance. Yeah, he's got the ability to win the race, though, if everything clicks and Ben Mellum takes the ride. Has beaten Pounding at Caulfield, so the horse has got ability. Uh, the 11 is Kellywood Falls
0: at 7 50 and then the 13, Sorrel Rising. So 3, 4, 8, 11, and 13, Do we? Hmm. Do we come home skinny here? There's been a good push for worstfold who uh, has done nothing wrong since joining Nick Ryan's stable. It's the $2.80 favourite. Victory Bay still needs a scratching to get into the race. It's the second favourite at 4.20. dollars was a good run in that same race as Victory Bay was last start at $5 and Shub over in good form, drawn a good gates so at $7, Sharky.
1: The other one was uh, Monarch of Egypt. Yeah. It ran really, really well. In that worstfold race, uh, I'm with Worsefold again. He's going so well. It was a, a really good win uh, at Sandown last time. I probably prefer him on a bigger track, but let's have a look at him again at the Valley. Uh, he is clearly the top pick. Monarch of Egypt goes in, and the other one that goes in is Sirius Liaison, the stablemate of Worsefold, who ran a really good race behind Worsefold in that same race. I think that's the form race. So I'm I'm banking on that. Uh, as being the best guide for this, taking those three out of it. I think they were the best runs in the race. So, worst fold to win. Mm-hmm. It's a better 280? Uh, again, probably would like to see a three there. But, you know, if we get it, I'll have a play. Any others we
0: thrown in that last leg? Uh,
1: yeah, four, six, and eight. They're my three.
0: Four, six, and eight. Worst fold on top. Uh, the sixth monarch of Egypt. Egypt and mm-hmm. uh, what's the eight? Seriously, Azon, $21.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the seriously, mate. Azon should not be $21. The stable,
0: mate, to worst fault. Uh, uh, if Victory Bay gets a run, you, would you put it in or are you are potting it? No,
1: nah, leave me out of Victory Bay.
0: And Alva Dunn as well?
1: Uh, no, no Alva Dunn for me. I, I really do think those three stand out. I'm happy to come home skinny-ish. Shoveover's going really well. Uh, Netanyahu's going really well. But I'm just... Banking on that form line from that worst fold race. All right, Sharknado's Quaddy for the Valley. First
0: leg, 2, 4, 6, and 10. 5 and 6 in the second leg. Uh, Race 7, which is the the feature, Uh, only the two runners is all you need. Jigsaw and snapper, snapper on top. Third leg, we need to go a lot wider 3, 4, 8, 11, and 13. And we come home with four, six and eight. Mickey Comerford will put that up on RSN's social media for any of those who missed it. And of course, you can always jump on RSN's website, rsn.net.au, and we'll have his tips up there. Uh, Hearsville Greyhounds, not far away, joining us early this morning. Before we go to uh, Mikey, who can give us a market on the first at Hearsville. Don't forget, coming up after that race in the break, we'll have Paul Snowden. We'll look at Sydney as well. And, of course, we can't forget Joshie from Horsham with his best bets around the country.
1: Sharky, give us your best at the Valley tomorrow and how we play the meeting. Swords Drawn Race 1. I'll be having a bet on It. Mm. I'll be having something on Jean Valjean. I'll be having something on Sorel Rising. And I'll be having something on Worsefold. Fold. There'll be my four bets tomorrow at the Valley. Gee, um... You're ready to roll. That's, uh, yeah, I, I that's like a... those races. I think there's some really, really tough races as we've sort of worked through, but I think those four horses will all give us a really great shout. i happy right. to play those.
0: That sounds very good. Uh, Sharknado, you hang around because uh, we've still got a few races to find winners in, and don't forget a little later we'll have the fast form and the full form previews for today's Friday meetings, Kilmore and Cranbourne. Cranbourne meeting, or tonight's Cranbourne meeting is all about Dean Lester and raising mon, uh, money and funds for Dino who's listening, so Dino, thoughts are with you, keep fighting, I'm sure it's going to be a great night tonight, we'll have a chat to Neil Bainbridge about that as well and we'll also get Ron Duffys' thoughts looking ahead to tomorrow's Sydney meeting Inside the weekend's biggest races RSN 927's Racing polls and Friday Form Focus good to have your company for Friday. Form Focus time to look north at what is going to be a really good meeting at Rose Hill tomorrow, but all eyes will be on the slipper favourite in the Canterbury Stakes and that is King's Gambit, trained by Peter and Paul Snowden, who've got a bevy of two-year-olds this season flying and it's great to catch up with Paul this morning. Morning, Paul.
5: Michael, how are you going? Very well,
0: mate. You've uh, had a pretty good morning as well. We've been watching these trials unfold uh, as we've been on air and both Revolutionary Miss and also She's a Belter performed really well.
5: Yeah, obviously two nice fillies that got to Group 1 level um, in the past and it's good to get them back um, under trial conditions and, and hopefully um, back to the races shortly.
1: Where does She's a Belter go this preparation, Paul? What, what's her um, target?
5: Yeah, she'll probably stay here and just compete through that uh, Princess Series. Uh, so the mm-hmm. first leg that Lightfingers Fingers they week over 1,200, and then uh, progress to the two 1,400 middle legs and then culminate in the flight at this stage. That's probably the option we'll take, but the weather can dent um, those plans, so we'll just um, play it by here, but at the moment that's that's where we, we plan to go.
0: How excited are you about seeing King's Gambit back at the track tomorrow?
5: Yeah, I'm excited, um, just knowing the fact that we need to see him sort of repeat that performance again, and we have seen at Caulfield and, um, you know, just, just probably just, um, you know, stamp his progression through the, into this preparation, but, um, what he's done this far, is he, his trial good and his work's been great, so it's just all about getting him back to the races tomorrow and hopefully, um, performing well.
1: The trial would give you great confidence, so that was a beautiful piece of work.
5: Yeah, it was, um, you know, he was very fresh leading into that, uh, occasion at Randwick, um. So, you know, I can see in hindsight just sort of where, where he's at in that middle stage of the trial, the pace come out, and he got up onto the, on the Chewy a little bit, but just knowing how fresh he was, uh, I think that's just all that was, and, and that's all come out of him now. So, off a nice uh, soft draw tomorrow, you can see him sort of laying up just behind some good tempo, this is a good, good race... Um, um, performance is exposed there, so it's not going to be easy, but um, you know, certainly a couple of those performances have got a little bit of a fitness edge on him,
0: but hopefully class will take him a long way. He's um, very impressive on Dobu, and he's heading the markets for both the slipper and also the diamond, but you've got a great I suppose... Um, line of form through the other two-year-olds that you've been producing week in and week out as well is is he as the market states your number one seed or have you got a few of your other two-year-olds like don cullione who we saw last week uh, pretty close to him
5: yeah they're, they're both quality horses um you know don Corleone was not a surprise he was he was he was favorite before after his, his first trial for the breeders and he got it he got a bit of a temp In the week leading up to the breeders and we just put him out um similar sort of horse um to to um the bloke tomorrow um in king's gambit but um yeah i think we'll we'll be answered a few questions tomorrow just sort of what what he could do king's gambit how how well he comes back and i think then we can map out a little bit of a program for both horses going forward
0: are you still open to him coming down for the blue diamond or are you more leaning towards keeping him at home and the build-up to the slipper?
5: Things I think, um, yeah, look, if he comes down um, for the Blue Diamond, it'll just be for the race. I don't. You probably may not see him um, in the prelude. He might stay up in Sydney for that But and race on the same day up here. But um, like I said, this could all change on on results on tomorrow. And like I said, I just probably don't want to sort of confirm anything until we get out tomorrow out of the way.
1: Uh, Born with Wings, Divine Glory, also go around tomorrow. Best of those?
5: Uh, Born with Wings, his second start in Australia. I thought his, his first up run was very sound, uh, knowing the horse is going to get up to a mile and a half and up to 2,000 second up, I think it's ideal for him. If he can sort of sort of repeat what he did first up, it's certainly going to take him a long way to winning there tomorrow. Uh, Divine Glory, she's she's a little tryer. What you see is what you get with her. Um, she has blinkers tomorrow and she's worked awfully well with them during the week. She's had a good week in the build-up to Saturday and off the low draw, um, she gives herself every chance. So I wouldn't um, I wouldn't put the pens with her at all.
0: I'm looking forward to the day you run Don Corleone and Mafia in the same race. <laughs> uh, Mafia makes its debut today at Scone. Is it another promising two-year-old?
5: Yeah, look, he's a little bit of a late bloomer. Um Things haven't happened with him um, as well as probably as quickly as the other the other guys that are in the camp. But um, he's a work in progress. He's tried well. Um, obviously, it's a softer option today. There's less pressure for him to, to perform well, which I expect him to do perform well today. Um, but whatever he does, he's certainly going to improve off the back of it, just through the education that he's going to he's going to benefit from after today.
0: Paul, good luck over the weekend. Cheers, guys. Thank you. It's incredible the depth they've got oh, yeah. of their two-year-olds. Sure is. Um, I think you were there. We were definitely there that day at Corford when King's Gambit made his debut. And yes. I just remember Blake Shin coming back in and having a chat to us on her and he was just awestruck mm. at the ease of that win. And the trial subsequently looks good. He, I'm starting to get a feeling, and, and again, we just heard there from... Um, Paul Snowden that every option is on the table, but I'm starting to get the feeling now that the Blue Diamond is
1: becoming less of an option than what it previously had been. Yeah, yeah. I think unfortunately, that's probably the case, isn't it, reading between the lines? He's the best Colt we've seen. Two-year-old that we've seen this season, without a doubt. It's going to be interesting to
0: see tomorrow. I mean, forty, you can't really back it. You could no. roll it into a multi, but the the... Gay Red water. Resistance is no yeah, slouch. I was going to say, the Gay Waterhouse horse is is pretty good as well.
1: No slouch. And I know yeah. they
0: had a, a bit of an opinion for um, the Steel
1: City. Steel City that well, it... they do. And that horse goes around in the Widden, and you're copping $7. Yeah. I think, with the benefit of race experience, if you took the $2 or the two thirty, whatever it was last time, I think you have to butter up and go again at $7, don't you? Well,
0: yeah, you probably do. Uh, and nice Philly. You, you can back
1: it each way as well. It's yeah. going to take a lot of
0: improvement out of that. Um, is there any other horse in Sydney that you like? The Expressway is an interesting race, only a small um, field or small... Well, with each uh, way odds, dish. I'll try
1: Pizarro to beat the two proven stakes horses. I think Pizarro's a stakes horse in the making. So I think he was $12 or something like 950 that. 9 now. 9 yeah. I'll, I'll have a little one by three... Play there and spacewalk surely spacewalk turns the form around in the uh, in the seventh yeah two dollars twenty spacewalk where where's
0: he rating with golden mile um, couldn't have done anything more in the in the spring no. after the stablemate aft cabin had to have time on the sidelines out of after bleeding now I think the plan is that they're going to send golden mile to Melbourne for the Australian guineas and aft cabin
1: will stay in Sydney for the Rose Hill guineas a group one winner isn't he golden mile so uh, yeah he's the He's the class. It and Forbidden Love are the absolute class runners in that expressway. But is it ready to win first up 1,200? Um, I'm thinking he'll storm to the line and run really well. But I'm tipping a minor upset there. Okay. Um, SMS asked Paul
0: Snowden what they're doing with Getty. Sorry, didn't see that. But that's another two-year-old that they've got an opinion of. Mm. Uh, we're going to get Joshy from Horsham up in a moment, but before that, is there anything else around Australia that catches your eye over the weekend show? No,
1: it's Sydney and Melbourne are where I'm playing tomorrow. We'll yeah. watch Tassie it's tonight. The Durbridge. Yeah, of course, Tassie tonight. Dewbridge
0: yeah. stakes in Adelaide tomorrow as well. Uh, Kemmel passes, the $2.80 favourite. See you in heaven. First mm-hmm. ups at $3.00, and Bo Rosser, who's scratched from the valley, will be staying home yes. to run in the Durbridge. Indeed. But no tip from you. No tip from me. All right. Well, let's get Joshy from Horsham on the line. He's got tips. Uh, Is Joshy there? We can have a chat to Josh to find out his best.
1: No, he's not there just yet. He's not there. He's Uh, always there. He just waits. He just sits and waits, hand on phone, ready to go.
0: Did you catch the Hanging Rock meeting on Australia Day?
1: I didn't. No, why? What happened? No,
0: no. It's just I've been to Hanging Rock for New Year's Day, haven't been there on Australia Day, and it's just one of those iconic... Victorian country meetings. I wonder if Josh from Horsham has been to Hanging Rock. He joins us now. How are you, Josh?
6: Good, thank you boys. How are you doing?
0: Have you done Hanging Rock before?
6: I have not. No, it's a little bit far for me. A bit far from home. I'd have to make a weekend of that one.
0: Well, that wouldn't be too difficult knowing uh, the connections you have, uh, Josh. (laughs) Have you got a winner for us this weekend?
6: Yeah, look, I do. Uh, well, I hope I do. We're going to go to Kilmore today. Uh, race 5, number 6, Gift of Oratory. Um, it's around about the $2.80 mark, which I think's about right. It was uh, really good at stall last time. Um, chased and just missed a pretty handy one uh, by the look. So it's out the 2,000 metres today. Looks ideal. Drawn to get a good run. Tick, tick, tick. So that's race 5, number 6, Gift of Oratory.
0: $2.70, which is very backable today. Uh, who else?
6: Uh, then we'll skip Saturday. We'll go straight to Sunday. Uh, Geelong race, six, number two, Duke of Bedford. Now, he won his maiden at the track and trip uh, last prep, uh, sorry, at the track last prep, and it looked really unlucky at Narragal last start, which um, doesn't sound like the strongest of form leading into this, but um, gets out to 2400 for this. It's a pretty, each, uh, pretty open race. Um, and we get each way odds to find out. So that's Geelong, race six, number two, Duke of Bedford.
0: Get better than each way odds. He's $21 here, mm. Joshy.
6: Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Like I say, you, you get a get a price to find out anyway. And then um, then we go to Strathalbin, race six, number seven, when the dealing's done. Uh, two runs this prep have been really, really good. One at one a Maiden at the track and trip, last start by five. Um... It just looks ready to go on with it, and this, this looks pretty moderate, so I think, I think it'll be winning on Sunday. That's Strath, race six, number seven.
0: I love it. Well, you haven't got markets up for that race as yet at Album, but uh, race six, number seven at album Six, number two, Sunday at Geelong. You're copying around about $21, and then today at Kilmore, we'll start the weekend with a winner as well. Uh, race five, number six, Gift of oratory at two dollars and seventy cents. Uh, uh, anything else, Josh? Here, or we'll just stick to those three.
6: No, I think we'll stick to those three uh, this week. I think, yeah, I think there's a winner amongst them. Hopefully, the one at long. That'd be nice.
0: That would be magnificent. Uh, enjoy your weekend, Josh.
6: I will. Thanks, boys. You too.
0: Josh from Horsham joining us there. Sharky, we've got a lot of powerful and influential people who listen to Friday from Focus for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, Comedy value? You know Sarah Jones, who is the... Sarah Jones? ...all-star performer on Fox Footy? Was she listening to us? Well, no, not her, but her dad. Oh, well, he's also famous. So... We say good day to Sarah Jones' dad, and Sarah... Do we have sen- a
1: name? We can't just refer to him as that, can we?
0: I have met Sarah's dad. Apologies, I can't remember um, what her dad's name is, but, but he has sent a message to say um, he was listening to the program, and mm. Sarah wants to uh, send you and your co-host, didn't know your name, Mick Sharkey. Oh, um, probably a good thing. A pair of Archie's songs because oh, you're joking. Sarah's brother yes. started the company. What? Archie's. So her brother is Daniel. He was a physio and he quit to design Archie's Amazing. songs. Amazing. I love that. First sold them at Moama Markets and he yeah. slowly built it up from there.
1: Well, I bought my pair from a market. Wow, we. They are legit. And I'm not just saying this, they are the greatest songs ever made.
0: That is brilliant. So there you go. Archie's songs coming your way. And there's a free plug uh, to Daniel and the Jones family who are doing an outstanding job. Get yourself some Archie's songs. I know. Sharknado, we need to say goodbye to you. Yes. Um, so you've got your Archie's songs. You're a happy man. I How think good. Sarah's dad is Tony. I hope that's right. But thank you for listening. Um, and, mate, you have a good weekend. Now, you're off next week because you're over in... I'm in Ka- New Zealand. You're in uh, yes.
1: Karaka for the sales for the week. Feel free to... Um cross to me at any stage. We will do. It's actually a nice Kiwi horse running around at Geelong on Sunday that I saw trial up for Bennett Racing, who do a great job. Prince of Cambridge in race 8. Really good jump out at Flemington recently.
0: Well, That's a nice tip to uh, leave us with. Just something on the way out the door. $5 it is. Race 8, number 7. Sharknado, good week over there. We may speak to you and we'll see you back uh, in a week full Friday form focus you will. after a, a, a week work. off. Good on you, Shark.